Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Kayla. I'm so happy that you're able to join us today because, yeah, you guessed it, we are all still so directionally challenged. We thought we'd have it all figured out by the time we're in our 30s, but surprise, we don't, and that's okay. Today, we have a really good answer for the age old question what's for dinner? Because We all ask that every day, all the time. If you have children, you're asked that relentlessly. And today, Tiffany Amber Thiessen is here to help us level up with our leftovers. She has a new cookbook out called Here We Go Again, Recipes and Inspiration to Level Up Your Leftovers. It teaches us to stretch our budget, avoid food waste by remixing leftovers into family favorite weeknight meals with the help of her smart guide to everyday cooking. Now, I know when I said her name, you guys instantly perked up because she was such a huge part of our childhood. She played iconic characters that we have watched on television for years. And here she is to answer the question, what's for dinner and make it easier than ever. So without further ado, here is my lovely conversation with Tiffany Amber Thiessen. And I am here with Tiffany Amber Thiessen. I'm so excited to have you on today. We are going to talk all things leftovers and food. And it's funny, you know, 
I listened to a lot of the other podcasts that you've done and you just speak so much about your love of food and cooking. And I really relate to this because, you know, so much happens over the dinner table, right? So much happens in the kitchen. And I just think there's so many screens nowadays and with what society expects, the simple moments in the kitchen with loved ones are so important. It's true. And I'm look, I, I grew up in a family where, of course, there was no electronics back when I grew up. <laughs> so the, you know, sort of dinner time, you know, gathering around the table was very, very sacred. It was our time to unwind. It was our time to talk about good and bad things throughout the day. Yeah. It was our time to talk about, you know, what was maybe happening in the week coming it was really about the connection. And, you know, we, for a long time, it's not that we don't allow our kids to have electronics. I think we all are in, you know, the modern time we have to, but right. I think it's all about balance. Right. And I, I talk about this all the time. I, I strive for a good balance in everything that I do in my life. And, and so we've, we've come up with a balance that we think works with us. And of course there's no electronics at the dinner table or any meal at that point. Mm. I shouldn't say not at any point. There are definite times when a good old movie on the couch with some good snacks or a snack tray definitely happens at the Smith Casa. So I shouldn't say never, but I'm just saying in general, dinners, lunches, you know, on the weekends, it's 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 our time to really connect. And I think dinner is the most sacred for us for sure. So. I mean, you've got to unload the dishwasher at some point, right? Like uh, my my youngest is one and there's just no way I can, I mean, he's in with the knives and doing it. You, yeah. you do oh need gosh, a minute. Oh my gosh, I remember that stage. And I get it. Like you do need some form of distraction for just a few minutes yeah. Yeah. to get oh, yeah. something done, you totally. know, but I, I love And every these. phase is different. Here's that, you know, like I don't need that distraction as much anymore because my kids are older, right? Mm -hmm. So it really is their time. Like my daughter's a teenager now. It's her time to connect with her friends if she's not doing it at school because that's how they connect now, right? So it's different for every phase what your needs are for it. And as mm -hmm. long as you kind of look at it hopefully in a healthy way, it's not a bad thing. I just think there's sometimes where people it's it's being used too much, sadly. And I, and we're all guilty of that, you know? We really are. Yeah, you know, I was having this conversation with my girlfriends over the weekend. At what age do children receive cell phones? And everyone had a different opinion about it. Some some really felt that sixth grade was the time to get it because their kids were leaving campus and for safety reasons, they wanted them to have a phone. Others thought there's no way they would get a phone in sixth grade. They wanted to wait till eighth grade. And so everyone was sort of having this discussion. And most of them did have older children children. And I'm wondering, did when did you guys decide that your teen would get that? And and if you don't want to share that, that's no, no, fine. No, I'm, I'm actually very open. It, and I, I'm going to preface by saying it is different for everybody. Every family has different needs. Every child has different needs. And so I want to say that that is okay, right? You make it work for what works for you. There's no judgment, especially on my end. Yeah. We decided because of the way my daughter's school was, is that her elementary school went up till sixth grade. So she didn't need to have a cell phone at sixth grade. There was no need for it. I was picking mm -hmm. up both children at that point at the same spot. The, the school didn't even allow them. So even if she did have one, oh, wow. she would have to literally stick it in her locker and leave it there all day, which she's still having to do. So she actually was allowed to have it at seventh grade. And it was literally the week before seventh grade starts. So she didn't even have, I wanted one more summer without it. So, so I literally went to the bitter end, but she was going to a bigger campus. She was going to a campus where 
there were going to be times where she had to call me and let me know that she was staying for a later homework assignment or she was going to work with a teacher or, you know, she, you know, had a extra practice for volleyball or a swim meet or whatever it was, you know, and that's just kind of how they did it. I will say we are still very strict with the amount of time. Like, so I have time limits on the things that she's allowed to have. She's not allowed to have any social media. She still does not, which she fights me every single day about. But we have decided as a family, and again, everybody's different, but we decided that I have not seen any sort of research that tells me that 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 having social media at this age does wonders for their brain and their and their mental state and their bodies and all that kind of stuff. And this is kind of what I say to my daughter. I go, you find an article that tells me something different and then we'll have a discussion about it. But I love um, that. I there love isn't that. Yet. And so, you know, there are days being totally transparent that I sometimes feel guilty because she comes home and says that, you know, this is the only way kids are talking, mom. They're not texting each other. They're not calling, blah, 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 blah. And I get that. I totally get that. But I go back and I say, Harper, I so here's the thing. You're a fun girl. You're intelligent. You're sweet. You're kind. I go, they're going to find a way to hang out with you, to be with you. Like you've got friends. Like you don't have to worry about that. I promise you. It's, I'm not, I'm not leaving you out. I'm not making it. I might make it a little bit of a harder step for them maybe, or for you, but I said, it's not impossible. So that's kind of where we are right now, you know? But what a wonderful way to teach her that she's worth that extra step to be with. Absolutely. We all are, right? We all are. And thank you for that advice because, I mean, I think that parenting is wildly difficult. And I think if anyone says it's easy, they're not telling the truth. They're not telling Uh, the truth. (laughs) I mean, and here's the thing. All relationships are hard. Not just parenting, right? Marriage is hard. Friendships are hard. My relationships with my parents can be hard, right? All relationships take time and effort and energy. And anything that does, like going to the gym, is not easy. That's how I look at it. That's such a good perspective. And most of the time, the really hard stuff is worth it. Almost always it's worth it. Going back to hard stuff, cooking, right? Because it (laughs) is, I think, especially when you have to provide dinner on the table. Yeah every night and you want it to be something new and creative and interesting and you don't want to work hard on a meal and then bring it to the table and have your kids go oh again I know and you and you you have kids that are young so you're kind of at that stage and I get that so (laughs) here's what I'm going to say the older person who has older kids it will get easier this age is extremely hard where it's a lot of no's no's (laughs) become more popular than yeses at this stage mm-hmm. for you. You have a one-year-old and, a, and what's your and other a four-year-old. She just turned four. Okay. So you're, you're, you're in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. You're in the total, total thick of it. So, you know, it's, it's, it, that's hard. And I yeah. would say, give yourself grace, give yourself a break, right? Mm-hmm. Like, don't go crazy. You don't need to keep putting brand new things on the menu all the time. Like <laughs> make sure it's balanced, make sure it's important. Like they're getting what they need, but if they're not going to eat, you know, like I, I always say like, especially your four-year-old, the one-year-old's a little bit harder, but like Mm -hmm. definitely try, but don't, you know, I mean, they're not going to always do it, right? Like just, just just give yourself a little break and know that it's not going to be forever. I used to say this about like potty training or like my kid not sleeping in their bed or whatever, but they're not going to graduate 
college in a diaper, (laughs) right? right? Uh, It's not going to be forever. So I felt that way about food too. Like they're going to come around, you know, Mm -hmm. and my daughter's a great eater now and she eats lots of vegetables, even though she never did, you know, it was very seldom. I had to sneak them in all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, in a muffin or a smoothie or whatever. And I did that, but she's great now. You know, my, my son's still a little picky about his vegetables, but you know, we'll eat seaweed every day. So I'm like, oh, hey, wow. I'm winning, I'm winning something here, right? Totally. So Absolutely. like you, you kind of pick and choose with the things that you feel like you're winning and there's the balance right Right, there, right? right. Choose your battles because choose if your you battles. don't, you will go insane. Yes, yeah. That's totally such great advice. Insane. And it's also just like make it like, I don't cook every night. God, I, there's no way I could, you know? And now like as, as, schedules and you'll see too when your kids get older like sports are huge homework is huge I've got my own stuff I want to go to the gym in the morning like you know like there's a lot of different schedules that are happening so I can't cook every single night like tonight is a night that I probably am not going to be able to cook I got to take my daughter to an orthodontist appointment then I got to rush and pick up my son you know and then I've got to you know get her to volleyball tonight I have a friend who's flying in like there's so many dynamics like we're and I have podcast. I'm like doing interviews all day today. You know, like it's press day. And so, you know, there's no way that I'm going to be able to prep something, you know, unless it's pulling a burrito out of the freezer, which, hey, that happens too sometimes. So not a bad thing. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. we're back. Thank you for admitting this and just being so honest and raw and real. And I really appreciate this because (laughs) no, because it is really hard. And I'm wondering, you know, as someone who has been wildly successful your whole career, like you have been able to sustain this for such a long time and within the transition of becoming a mom, right. And through all those stages of, of your children growing, uh, how do you do it? And how do you have advice for those who are trying to do it? Take every day by the day, right? And there's some days where you take it hour by hour, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like, you know, like those early stages of kids, those are, those are hard. And, Mm. and they, I would say they are the hardest, at least if I'm looking back, like, you know, I feel like every stage has difficult parts of it and they Uh change and shift, but you know, those baby stages were the hardest for me because I was going back to work six weeks later after having my first kid Mm -hmm. and having to work, get up and go to the set at four o'clock in the morning. And my daughter never took any bottles. She only breastfed. So it was like trying to like do that on no sleep. And thank God for my mother who lived with us while we were in New York and, you know, all those things you look back, but how amazing to be able to have a job, first of all, to be Mm -hmm. able to have a baby, to be able to take her to set, to be able to have my mom there who has the most amazing bond with my daughter. Like you have to look at the diff. Again, we go back. Those difficulties became then amazing hurdles that brought us together. Right. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Shout out to the moms because that's what my husband and I say that all the time with either without the help of either of our moms, we would not be able to do what we do. And I know I would not be able to do all that. And nothing against my husband. Like my husband thinks my mom too. You know what I mean? Like he was there too. But the (laughs) fact that we were able to do still careers and all those kinds of things with the help of her, we wouldn't have been able to do it without her. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I think for, I don't know a much, about your mother, but when both of our mothers were younger and our ages, I think that, you know, they, they there was a typical sort of gender norm that is blurred now. Thank God. And so they've come up with the times and they're supporting us and they want us to also have our careers. They don't want us to just stay at home. And it's lovely. And listen, I just want to stay for anyone out there who like loves being a stay at home mom and is at home all the time. More power to you. I think More that is power the- to you. Oh, my God. Completely. It is the hardest job. Don't didn't you say there's quite a few articles that I read saying that if you were to come up with a salary for a stay-at-home mom, that it would be like we would make bank. Oh, right? Like because the like, work never ends. Money. Yes. 
Because if you if you charge someone hourly, guess what? It never ends. And then if you have the young kids, you're waking up at night. Yes, it is. It's just nonstop. You know, I heard you talk about how so much food is wasted. And that's why I love this new cookbook of yours so much because I it really has changed my mentality on all the food that is in my fridge that we end up tossing or, you know, the I buy a big thing of Greek yogurt and then, you know, the kids eat some of it. And then I tend to kind of toss it and like let it go bad. But what you're changing is not just the mentality of all of us, but the routine. We can get used to, hey, instead of just tossing this, maybe I can use it for this. And so so what are some of your favorite recipes or some of your favorite things to use to create the leftovers and, and create good dinner? Well, let me go back just really quickly too to talk about the food waste aspect. You know, having my kids at an age where they can kind of comprehend what that is statistically has been huge. Like I've always tried to really instill in them how important it is about food waste. You know, I grew up in a family, you know, and this sort of the book was a little bit based on like my growing up as well as just trying to teach my kids about food waste. But my my parents, it wasn't about food waste back then. Like they weren't thinking that. They were thinking more budget. Like my parents didn't have a ton of money to be able to waste food. So that my mom was always stretching food throughout the week constantly. So when I came up with this idea, I was like, this is really for many different reasons. But initially it was to show my kids how important it is and really the sort of impact that food waste really does have to our climate and our climate change. Like it's massive. And and I was telling my kids, you know, I was like, it's like mommy going to the grocery store with five big bags of grocery bags, right? And me walking out and taking two of them and throwing them in the trash. And they were like, what? You know, but it's true. Like that's what it is. You know, I, to a child is like, I don't know. I don't understand what you're saying. Like, especially a young child. But if you really put it into sort of a context of like five grocery bags, they've seen mommy carry grocery bags all the time and me throwing two of them away, wasting. They're like, why would you do that? Exactly. Why would you do that? Anyway, so it was really wanting to teach my kids and, and others. And I just had never seen a cookbook like that. I've never seen a cookbook where really it kind of breaks down the normal things that I feel like everybody has in their fridge in their pantry. I mean, there had been many times where my kids would bring me a chip bag with all the broken pretzels or all the broken chips at the very bottom and they're throwing it in the in the garbage. And I'm like, no, 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 those are great. Though, no, no, I can make so many different things with those. You know, I've never seen a book like that. So that's kind of why I wanted to create a book that really kind of resonated, hopefully for a lot of people with things that, you know, they have in their in their fridge in their pantry. I think I saw on your reel you were using it as breadcrumbs, which is so true because I just buy panko breadcrumbs. I just you don't need to, especially when you have kids who are obsessed with pretzels and the and the bottom of the bag is perfect. Oh yeah. It's and they great. can make great chicken nuggets. They can make great, you know, like there's so many things you can do with that kind of stuff. So, and the same with, you know, like that little bit of yogurt, you know, you're it's not enough to make a bowl of yogurt that my husband eats every day for granola because he's such a creature of habit. But it's like, you can make great, you know, sauces. You can actually marinate, you know, things out of that yogurt. You can actually make dressings out of it. Like there's so many great things you can do with it. Cereal pops, like leftover cereal. Always there's like broken and that leftover yogurt. I make these great little cereal pops that are really healthy and great for the kids after school. 
Oh my gosh. I, I'm not just saying this because we're discussing this, but I put after researching this, I put myself on the pre-sale order list for this book because I was like, this is is what I need. I think with my kids at this stage too, I'm excited to train my brain to think this way because the truth is once you learn and know the recipes that you've created, then it just becomes habit. They say a certain amount of time, if you do it enough, it becomes a habit. I don't know how many of those are, but I remember reading that on an article too. So I don't know what that is. I probably should figure it out, but like whatever it is, like how many times you're supposed to do something, it becomes a habit. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really grateful for all of your tips. And you know, you've had such a long career and you are a household name. And I, we talk all this time on the podcast about pivoting and most of these wildly successful people have found moments in their career to pivot. And is that something that came to you or did you make the decision to do it? Did you feel like it was a combination of the two? I think it was a combination maybe of the two. It came around during a time where I was actually doing a TV show. I was living in New York and I kept going into Chelsea Market, if anybody knows what that is in New York City, to, you know, to hang out and, and, and eat and with my family and stuff on my off days. And I would see that the Food Network and Cooking Channel were inside the Chelsea Market. And, and I would always watch Food Network and Cooking Channel. Like it was like one of those shows like TVs that I was constantly having on all the time because I just loved watching people cook. And I loved watching food, like being prepared, you know. And so I was like, you know, I wonder if they would ever take a non-professional chef as like a TV, you know, like as a, as a show, right? So it was just a, a blink of an idea. I called my manager and I was like, do you think like they would ever take a meeting with someone like me? I have, I think I have a couple ideas. And he's like, well, let me try. And ultimately they did. And, and that's kind of sort of how it happened. I never thought I would pivot per se into a whole nother career. It was really just a passion, which I think most people say always follow something that you're passionate about. Sometimes you're lucky enough to make a living out of it. And that's kind of what it was. It was like, I, I sort of had an idea they somehow thought it was a cool idea. And I, you know, started with another TV show. And granted, it's it's a, it's not a huge pivot because I had been doing TV my whole life, but it was in a new arena, right? It was in a new place. And so that's what opened up my whole food, you know, publicly into a food space that no one had ever really seen, you know, on, on the outside, at least. Internally, people knew I love to cook, but but not the public. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, fun. Yeah. I, I, that's amazing. And so then yeah. you did that. And then out of that came cook the cookbooks. The cook the very first one. Yep. My first cookbook, pull up a chair, which generally most people do cookbooks and then they do TV, but it just was reverse for me, which makes sense again, because I came from TV. So, so yeah. And so that just kind of opened up the whole sort of world of, of, you know, food in the sense of another career per se for me, which has been really fun. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? 
Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And we're back. You're right. There's something so fun and homey about it. And because you're natural in front of the camera, I cannot imagine, you know, the first few episodes of that, how much, how fun that must have been because it really takes your two passions and combines yeah. them. Yeah, totally. Oh, absolutely. For sure. It was great. It was so much fun. Yeah. I'm sad we're still not even doing it. So hopefully, you know, we have a couple, couple other, other food type shows in the works, but it's definitely been, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. fun. That's so great. One of the questions I've written down that I really would love advice on is, you know, just tidbits for raising a teenage daughter just before we let you go, because I, our first is a is a girl. And when I first found out I was having a girl, I was wildly excited and also wildly terrified because I think it is incredible to have a little mini woman that you're raising and teach her all those lovely things. And I'm terrified for when she becomes a teenager. Yeah. It's still terrifying. I mean, I'm just, she just turned 13 this, this summer. And I don't think that that'll ever go away. I think the nerves and the, you know, the nauseousness of times when she leaves the house or, you know, all those things will always be there. I'm I'm sure my mom still has that. And I'm a grown woman. I'm going to be 50. So, but she probably has those worries now to having a granddaughter. I will say that it's also extremely cool the bond that I have with her now, and I hope it continues and stays. And I, and I do believe it will because I have this kind of relationship with my own mother. It's really neat. She tells me everything. Like literally, like it's, it's like almost having like, and I never had a younger sister. You know what I mean? I grew up with two brothers. So, so it's kind of new for me to have that, but it's almost like having a little sister to a certain degree that you, that, you know, she confides in me and she tells me things. And I love that. And I love that I have that relationship with her. Again, it reminds me so much of the one I had with my mother, where there is no judgment. There's nothing but pure love and pure wanting her to be her best and, and do her best in everything. But yeah, it's scary. We're still, I mean, we're still there. Like, you know, she's going through all of that. She's in her second year of middle school. So that first year last year was hard. It was, it was a lot of growing pains for us both, like for me and for her learning, you know, the sort of, and navigate this new place that was much bigger than where she was before. And, you know, the dynamics of new friends and finding friends and figuring it out and boys and it's just, it's still, it's still happening, you know, like it's still happening, but feeling a little bit more settled this year. You know, she just started back a couple of weeks ago and she, you know, she luckily has done it already a year, right? So she's not the new person on campus and so it feels a little bit better, but 
it's still hard. It's still hard. And I remember, I mean, I'm sure you remember middle school was hard. It's I mean, the there is nothing about middle school that I liked. No I one, I've never met one individual that wants to read middle school. No. <laughs> We can all get rid of it. It's yeah. the worst time it's in terrible. life. It's How? terrible. I see some schools that actually go till the eighth grade and then and then it goes right into high school, which I was like, is that a better thing? But then I hear it's just the age. It's really just that sort of middle school age because they're going through all the changes in their bodies and, you know, and they're that push pull of like, I'm independent, I'm old enough, but I'm not old enough. And, you know, all those things that are happening. So it's nutty. It's nutty. How do you think you were able to cultivate a relationship where she tells you everything? Because that is the ultimate goal as a mother. Making it a safe place for her. Like making her feel like it's okay. That I'm not going to judge her. That I'm not going to tell her, ooh, gross. Or no, you can't do that. Or really coming from a place of understanding. Because I was there, right? Like I've had everything she's telling me, I've been through. And I think, you know, that's the interesting part of parenting and nothing against even, you know, my parents back then, but no one talked about stuff. Like I remember going through all that hormonal stuff and not that my mom wouldn't have, but it was like, almost like people just didn't do it. Like none of my girlfriends were going to their parents and talking about, you know, periods and all that kind of stuff and boobs and needing that and whatever. You just didn't do it, you know? But I think we're we're starting to normalize that a lot more, and they're starting we're starting to talk about that a lot more a lot more. So she, you know, really comes to both of us. But of course, being that she's a girl, she comes to me more and asks me about everything, literally everything. And some things are harder to to not show too much on the face. <laughs> you know, that's where my acting skills really come in, right? And I'm like, really, honey, you you heard what today? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Oh my gosh. But we I can't all giggle about it. We we talk about how funny it is and you know, all those things. And so we we also have a lot of humor to it too, which kind of relaxes the tension of what we're talking about sometimes when we when we're laughing at the same time too. So just open and honesty without any sort of judgment. That's all I can say. It's just and it could be wild things that you haven't heard too. I'm sure those are coming. But I'm really gonna try to be good about, you know, again not making her feel weird, awkward, bad about any of that stuff coming to me because I don't want her to. I want to be able to help her navigate if she needs it. And the other aspect, this was something my sister-in-law who I adore. She's like my, you know, she's one of my best friends, my husband's sister. I want her to have good people besides me, right? Because there's going to be times where she's not going to want to come to me, right? For whatever reason, maybe we had an argument the night before or whatever. I want her to have other people like my sister and like her aunt to be able to go to. I want her to have open conversation. I have good friends that she has that sort of relationship with too. And so making sure that you're not the only one because it's impossible to be everything at that moment for your child. That's oh, my I'm other so grateful. You are full of fantastic advice. Thank you. I'm so, <laughs> I know, and I really mean this well, because honey, I'm still learning too. Like I said, <laughs> like we just entered this teenage phase. So, but aren't, aren't we all right? Isn't that just life? And we all are still learning. That's truly what Directionally Challenged is all about: is making it known that we don't have it all together, and that it's okay to not have it all together. And to ask for help, truly. Well, I am so grateful for you. Thank you for everything. Before we end this podcast, 
we just have one last question for we have a few younger listeners that come on and maybe are in a time in their life way where they are trying to figure out what they're going to do and what they what speaks to them. And when you were at an age where you were impressionable, what is there something that you wish someone would have told you or any great piece of advice that you can give? Hmm. There's a few, I would say, but let me see if I can figure out one that was probably the most important. And I would say, find something that you love. Because if you love what you're doing, it won't feel like a job. That's that's so well put. And it's really true. And I think you and I are a testament to that. We found something we love to do and life is good. Thank you so much for coming and joining us. And I'm so excited to get your book. I cannot wait. And all your great advice. I truly am so grateful to have you on today. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you. I love your energy. You have great energy, girl. I think cooking is really creative. And as an artist, you're a really creative being. So it makes so much sense to me that Tiffany Amber Thiessen has so much success in the cooking aspect of life as well. And I just picture her kids coming home from school and her in the kitchen with all these different recipes that she's created and then being like, okay, mom, what's this? What's the snack for today? I think her kids are wildly lucky. She's a lovely mom and had so much advice to share. I really didn't realize so much of our conversation would be about parenting and parenting teenagers, which is not something I'm in yet, but it is something I'm terrified to go through. And I'm really grateful for how honest and real she was. And I'm going to take some of her advice and implement it. And I think you can just tell how much thought she's put into parenting. And I'm really grateful for her and her joining us today. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. We have another great one coming for you next week. Until then, take care. Directionally Challenged is a production of Pineapple Productions, hosted by me, Kayla Yule. Produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Editing by Diane Kang. Post-production sound by Coco Lawrence. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.